When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. Uh, uh, yeah. We've got the vibe on deck, bro. Four dope brothers talking sports, so let's go. If you could just imagine some dudes into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams is losing. So here we go. Deke Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got their mics and gizmos. Podcast rapper for DC, what it is, mo. And welcome to Sports and Things, everybody. I'm your host, Dennis Turner. With me, as always, I have the fellas. Trey Ely, John Lane, and Dre Little Funny Hill. Jay Hill, welcome back, Jay Hill. We ain't seen yeah. you in a month of Sundays. Uh, you feeling better? Yeah. I mean, you know. Jay said, Kobe's doing what he's doing. You know. He said, What? He said, Kobe's doing what he's doing. What day are you on your, um, your quarantine? Oh, they all look alike. I, I was, I was right the They all look alike. <laughs> what? That's you know, the point. I was doing slacks on the wall. You like, you know, one, two, three, four, five. You, you know what they did? Say something good. racist about COVID? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is it wrong? Oh, oh COVID like watermelon. Like. Yeah, he ain't wrong. <laughs> all COVID is like watermelon <laughs> and fried chicken. <laughs> what oh, is no. happening? All right, this is the podcast where we are all COVIDs matter. We are musicians and artists who love to talk sports, and we're trying something new today. At the urging of uh, Mr. Trey Ely, we're on Twitter's uh, what is it? Twitter Spaces? Spaces, yeah, yeah. Twitter Spaces. Um, so we're trying, so we, we trying it out. Spaces Twitter basically, Twitter basically um, went to Clubhouse and said, "Give me your shit." And now we on. <laughs> now it's, on space. it's called spaces, so that's where we are. Uh, let's get right into our um, our first subject of the evening. The Capitals uh, signed. I, I saw this morning they signed uh, two goalies, like the goalie from Colorado and the backup. Yeah. Right. So look, look at me knowing some uh, NHL news. Uh, hey, how about John, that? what are your um? What, cause I made a comment about it because I saw that the the main guy signed for three years. For about twenty six million? Oh no, it was four years. No, five. Five years, twenty six, right? And then the other yeah. one signed for three for. I think they said he was getting like a million dollars per year. 
Yeah, something like that. It's he's a he's a backup. Um, they signed quite a few players. Um, Marcus Johansson, who was a member of the Stanley Cup team. Marcus Johnson. Um, he, uh, <laughs> Marcus Johnson. Marcus, wow. Johnson. Marcus Johansson. Uh, they released him after the 2018 year. He's circular and with his um, They brought him back mid-season last year, and he put up about six goals towards the end of the regular season. Um, so he was definitely, and he made an impact. So it was good to have him back. They re-signed him uh, on a one-year deal. Um, they got rid of Phoenix Copley, who was another uh, goalie. Um, but uh, the biggest news, well, they, they also uh, let go of Michael Kempney. Uh, he became an unrestricted free agent. Um, but, yeah, the biggest news was uh, uh, Darcy Kemp Kemper, who was the goaltender for the Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche, and uh, he, he he's outstanding. Um, he was part of the reason why uh, they were so defensively good last season. I think he started his career in Arizona, and as a result, he uh, he he put up some fantastic numbers, especially in 2018. His save percentage. Uh, in 2018 was 92.5 and that was uh, in 55 games he was 27 and 20 that season and he recorded five shutouts uh, so Darcy Kemper is definitely a very very good replacement they traded Vitek Vanacek um, for two uh, a first round draft pick I think it was a first round draft pick and a second round draft pick and then Ilya Samsonov the other goaltender he was a free agent they decided not to re-sign him so uh, Darcy Kemper is definitely a fantastic addition to the Caps. Um, so he's one person that the Caps fans will be looking at. But in addition to that, most Caps fans are going to be keeping an eye on Alex Ovechkin as he chases Wayne Gretzky's uh, record for the most goals in uh, uh, career. And you mean that's all the time chases him? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're calling yeah. Alex Ovechkin LeBron James, the LeBron James of hockey. You know, he doesn't have as many rings, but, I mean, he can yeah, play. He signed a five-year deal last year, and he's right. 36. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. he's going to be playing well into his 40s, and wow. I'm pretty sure he's going to be. I'm pretty sure not only. Is he stopped? Do we know? Uh, I'd have to look that up, but, um, you know, they, they're they saying that Ovechkin could not only pass Gretzky, but he could set a record that would be very difficult to beat. So, whoa, yeah, wow. Okay, and so, um, he oh, he's John Lane, and I'm John Snow because I know nothing about what he was just talking about. <laughs> 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 I know, you know nothing. nothing, John Snow. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to baseball. <laughs> the Nats hold the second worst record in the NBA, uh, NBA MLB. And um, that too. I'm about yeah. to say men in black, but it might be. It might be. That too. Second worst record in everything. Oh, wow. There you go. Uh, so, who would turn them around? Uh, I'll throw this question to the baseball people, um, Trey and John. What would turn them around? Hopefully, Tom. I mean, we well, well first of all, let me answer Jay Hill's question. He, uh, Wayne Gretzky was 38 when he retired. Oh, well, uh, there you go. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Trey. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just saying time, hopefully. And that's what the Nats management is, is hoping. 
um, as well as I guess we are. Um, just simply because. Have we passed because... the window for the World Series one? I know that was nineteen. Oh, oh, oh that, yeah, we passed yeah, that. Uh, we passed that in okay, the first right. game of the season. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Well, if you no, know, man, and I actually laughed back. about we that. No, we no, we seven. almost no. Yeah, remember, that John, would we never happen. But yeah, we, we almost was... hit it, but we lost again. We ran up being like eighteen right. and thirty-five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we oh, could have been nineteen and thirty-one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that that so, will uh, never ever happen again in the history of baseball. That shit yeah. will never happen. Yeah, but 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 the specific milestone you're talking about, we we passed that in, in May. Um, so uh, yeah, we 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 definitely sucked worse than that. Um, pause. Yeah. Pause. Yeah. 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 pause. You need to pause this whole season. Um, but, but back on topic, um, we're young. Uh, the the trades that were made were for younger players. We're young, so, dumb, and full of dumb out, mother. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, full of potential. <laughs> young, dumb, full of potential. There you go. That's full of potential. <laughs> yeah, young, dumb, full so, of potential. Okay, got it. So yeah, I mean, we we need to uh, 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 win some games. Uh, Not but this season. We need. Yeah, but we we need to uh, to have some of the young prospects rise up into being actual stars, and so I don't think it's next season. Um, yeah. I think we're looking at about three years. Four. I was gonna say four. I mean, Josiah Gray is probably the best young prospect. Josiah Gray and um, well, R- R- the Ruiz. Catcher. Yeah, the yeah, catcher Kee- is Ruiz. nice. The, those two are probably our best prospects right now uh, Josiah Gray got hit pretty hard uh, last night um, for five earned runs against the uh, Seattle Mariners but um, he's got a lot of promise he's starting he is beginning to pitch well into like the sixth inning if we can get some of our starting pitchers to pitch into the sixth and seventh seventh innings I feel like we're going to have a very very good pitching squad but a lot of them are not able to get through four innings without giving up about three or four runs. And I think that's what hurts us. Max Scherzer could go seven, eight innings and only give up about yeah. one to two runs. So. So, 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 John, you said something in the beginning that I want to go back to. Um, you said it four years when I said about three. I mean, whatever, right? But it made me think about something. The Nationals are up for sale right now. So, well before that time, they will have new ownership. Mike Rizzo doesn't have that long, bro. I, you I think, don't think the new ownership is going to get rid of him? Well, they could. I'm not saying they will. I'm not saying they won't. But what I'm saying is if he takes four years to get back to where people know the Nets have been for the last decade, they'll get rid of him. But see, he can't take how that long, long, man. How, but how long did it take? before the Nats were in playoff contention when they came to D.C. So they came here uh, in, what, 2005? Oh, shoot, it took about seven, about seven yeah. years. Uh, no, maybe a few less, maybe six. It was like five. It was like five they years. started six, becoming six. competitive in, like, 2012, yeah. I want to say. Yeah. That's that's when they started. Uh, that's yeah. when they started making the that, playoffs. That's why I said, immediately said seven, but I want to say maybe right before that is when we started to get good. But... Um, 2012, we were definitely, I mean, like a, a league-leading team by then. Yeah, I mean, we had Strasburg. Um, we had, I think we had just, we were getting ready to draft Bryce Harper, I think. Um, yeah, we took Strasburg in, to, well, I won't say when we took, we, we, we brought him up in 2010. Um, 
Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was starting then, and, and it kind of, you know, around 2012, we were in the playoffs, you know, pretty pretty regularly, and you know, going from there. There's just um, no patience. I think, we're, I think we're over the patience part of it now, and um, I think you're right. I think Mike Rizzo's days are starting to they're, – they're, they're numbered but, at this point, especially – But the if, Astros – the Astros don't have to wait. They got rid of three of their core stars, and they're still in it. Like, the Yankees don't have to wait. So, uh, ownership is going to look at, like, why we got to wait four or five years? Yeah, the patience is because definitely right there. Your city well, ain't the draw. What'd you say, Jay? Houston. Your city ain't the draw. Houston is they the said draw. They said your city ain't the draw. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Houston has no draw, bro. Baseball, it does. Mm, not in, not. I mean, yeah, in the past five years for Houston right. has. Yeah. But before that, there was no draw in Houston. Yeah, before I wouldn't say time. Houston. No, Houston's yeah. not like New York or yeah, Boston or, or, or LA. LA. No. Right. Houston's yeah, just, they're just running see, a good team like right Texas now. Teams, and cheating. But like Texas yeah. teams. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that because you look at the Rangers. The Rangers well, have been baseball? relevant for 15, 20 years. Yeah, baseball. Yeah. I mean, the Cowboys, they they rarely Boo. make the playoffs. That's what I mean. Yeah, I'm, so I'm thinking about baseball. Not, for, not any other sport, just baseball. Not yeah, baseball. I, don't know about, I, don't, I don't know about Texas baseball teams. You know, I mean, how many are there? Just two, right? Just Houston and Texas. The Rangers and the Astros. I, I don't think there are any other baseball teams in Texas. I don't know that there's a whole lot of draw there. I just think that when, no, when it comes to, when it comes to patience, you know, I know Mike Rizzo's got a, a plan. He's kind of like Ron Rivera. He's just got this. He's just got this plan that he strongly believes will take this amount of time. And but, look, we're not talking about it, the time starting now. The time started but, in 2020. Right. 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 So, uh, he so doesn't have a lot of time. About Mike Rizzo, though. Mike Rizzo didn't come here in 2005. He came here a little bit after, so Mike Rizzo didn't take that full time to do his thing. Mike Rizzo came. I thought he came from the in, from the Expos. I thought he was a member of the Expos. Uh, Wasn't he? He well. So let me see. Let me look up his his tenure. Because uh, from what he, I understood, I thought Rizzo. You, you're probably right. He probably didn't come here in 2005. Hold on, let me see. He he drafted Zimmerman. I thought 2000. He was the so he was the assistant general manager starting in 2007. So he came here in 2007 as assistant okay. GM, okay. and he became the GM in 2009. Okay, so but he was an assistant. Theoretically, in 2007, it only so. took him. It only took him a couple years. True. But he, uh, even as an assistant, he was a part of that. I think he was a huge part of that, of especially yeah. in, in drafting the players, because he said that he had been monitoring Steven Strasburg even before he was general manager. Like, he was looking at yeah. Steven Strasburg in high school. But I don't know if we can say, I mean, like, so I can't remember why the change was made in that long ago, but... For some stopped. reason, there was a change was made. So, so yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to start the clock till he took over because uh, before, when he was assistant, they still they still weren't on the right path in theory. So, the clock in that in that theory, the clock started in 2009, yeah, and here okay. by 2012, we yeah. in the playoffs, like winning the division type situation. Um, and we were starting to look good even before that. So it didn't take him long at all, and. 
to quote him, he didn't even say this was a rebuild. He what was the term he used? Like a reset? Yeah, or something yeah. Like yeah. So he's and saying it like he's talking like it's even gonna be worse. like one year. That's even worse because if it doesn't change next season, we'll be right back. That's what he's saying. Yes. <laughs> we'll be right back. Yeah. And that's not going to happen. We're going to have the, the way that he said it, it was this year was going to be bad. I mean, I, I interpreted it like this year is going to be bad, and then he'll but, be right. We'll be right back. On yeah. That. Next season, we'll be back to being competitive in the NL East. Ooh. I highly doubt that. <laughs> highly doubt that. We don't have. I mean, I, highly doubt that. I mean I'm looking at Eric. Betty, I'm looking at yeah, uh, Tanner Rainey. Uh, Tanner Rainey's on the IL man. now. Steven Strasburg. Yeah, I don't know how he's going to do it. They were 19. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's never going to happen. And I'm telling you, Josh, they're <laughs> going to trade be Josh Bell. They might be 20. They're going to trade Josh Bell. Nelson Cruz needs to retire. He's too old. He's not having Nelson Cruz is old enough to be on this podcast. <laughs> he's, wow. old, he's almost as old as me, man. That's crazy. Nelson yeah. Cruz. Wow. Nelson Cruz is forty something. He should be on this podcast. Yeah, I don't know why he's still playing. He has. We should put no a call out to whatsoever. him. Maybe he should come here. <laughs> anyway, Yo. all right. Well, the answer is no. <laughs> you guys were the and in that. Spanish, that's no, no. <laughs> All right, let's move on uh, to the if NBA. If you needed a translation, right? Let's move on to the NBA because uh, we didn't get Jay Hill's thoughts on the bill contract that we we discussed last week. Uh, Jay, give us your your thoughts on the, the contract that Bradley Bill just signed with the Washington Wizards. <laughs> Yo, he is the only player in the league that has a no trade clause. We know that. Really? Like, nobody. Really? No, he's he's the only player. So, you need the only one in the league? The only one in the fucking league. He needs to praise his agent. How much of the contract was guaranteed? All of it, nigga. All of it. All of it. Fucking 251. Do you know at the end of this tenure with the Wizards? At the end of his tenure with the Wizards, they would have paid him four hundred and ninety-three million. He's Bobby Bonilla. I mean, that's what they're gonna pay. That's what they're gonna pay him after he gets all of his checks. Yeah, that's ridiculous, man. You know what's crazy? Contract like that. Even if they, he has no trade trade clause. I'm like, if they find a way to trade him, they would still have to pay him. You know, they still gotta pay him. Yeah. So I mean, it's like. It's like it's like it's fifty plus a, every year. Yeah, it's forty it's forty three, um, like forty three, forty six, and then fifty, fifty three, and fifty seven. And then he's Jesus like Jesus Christ. Christ. Jesus so he's twenty twenty seven. So he's in twenty twenty seven, so that'll be good. Um, if we don't win a championship but, in the next five years, this will be the biggest I this mean, will be the worst the worst contract extension in the history of the league. Did you just say him? He did say it. I mean, I'll say he didn't handcuff. When like, we don't win a contract. Yo, that is unbelievable. I mean, <laughs> when we don't win a championship, it's going to be the most outrageous contract ever signed. Yes, ever. When we don't. <laughs> That's a hell of a title. Um, John Wall I mean, is sipping tea right now. <laughs> I mean, John I Wall is coming I, I to frog. He's just sitting in the window. Like, yeah. I told you. But I mean, it, like, we, we just got to see. What other moves they can make? Because obviously you know how much is left in your in your bank account to get whoever you need to potentially help 
make this run or make this uh, championship, you know, hopefully run. I'm going to say playoff run before I get championship run. So, I mean, playoffs? You got to, yeah, you got to figure that how much money, like how much money can you give whoever else that's going to be enough help besides having a whole bunch of, like, 12th man. <laughs> like, well, we gave him some help. The problem with that is too. <laughs> <you know. laughs> he got all the help. He can go by. He don't, hey, look, hey, John. He can go buy Jordan's mansion for fourteen. Man. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just have it, re, redo the whole thing and have Bradley yeah. Bill put on that drink. At this hey, point. hey, the 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 title uh, "Real Deal Bill" has a whole nother meaning now. Hey, he got a real deal. He turned I think, the, I, I think the real deal yeah. is Bradley Bill's agent. I think he's the winner. Yeah, he's he the MVP. He's we need to. Uh, we need sound effects for the sound. The sound but this is how I look at it, right? This is how I look at it, right? It, you know, you know the guy who, uh, you know, he he's kind of got some things going on in his life, and he's, he, you know, he he's kind of kind of a cool guy, or whatever. But he dates the ugliest girl around. I mean, she's going she's gonna be like uh, as devoted and faithful to him. So he got this deal from the ugly girl of the NBA. You know, so Bradley Bill is dating the ugly girl of the NBA. All right, nah, we're not that. That's Sacramento. I'm, I'm gonna always put my foot down. Sacramento is the worst franchise in the league, <laughs> but we close. There's always somebody worse than us. Before it was the Clippers, and and then then we lost that. Hey, you know what it reminded yeah. me of? You remember that scene from Revenge of the Nerds when they was at the party and the girls, <laughs> the, the girls is all oh on one side. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> the guys, wow. <laughs> that's what I think of. You got Sacramento who and the Wizards sits all on one side, yeah. and then you got like these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god! Big brawny, <laughs> like. Yeah, this is about to be crazy. I mean, it's really about to be crazy. He, he either really going to get on his recruitment shit, like he said he's been doing this whole time here so far, which hasn't been successful. I mean, I don't know what you what you promote now. Like, yo, you can't get paid like I can, but you want to come play with me? <laughs> yeah, well, what, what can they offer somebody else if, if he got the Supermax? You should come here, dog. I mean, you're not going to get the money I got, but you should come here. What's like, left? That's kind of what's up. That's <laughs> yeah. What's left? <laughs> But, That's a really but, tough but, uh, I, I'll pay for your dinner when we go out. Oh. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. I'll buy you a ring. No, yeah. <laughs> Championship rings? I got 14 of them in my closet right now. You pick one. Pick one. I got what one from every that? team in the world. Don't worry about it. <laughs> what year is it? I say 82. <laughs> no, nah, don't worry about it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you All went right. to auctions and bought rings. <laughs> Let's move on to more. Well, I guess anybody watching the Summer League? I just... I'm not watching. No, realistically, nah. No, nope. I watch the highlights, but um, the same preseason. Right. It's pre preseason. Top tier talent, so that's why it's pointless to watch. It's just like they're just giving you something. It's pre preseason, bro. This is it's like not how, even how they have to roll out the NBA American. because this is like every this is every day All American games. That's all. The Wizards fans are freaking out because <laughs> they're saying that um, Johnny Davis is not. Showing any signs he, he don't of look too why great. he's a first rounder. He didn't. He didn't. You know. Look, you know what it good. is though. If you, really I mean, he looks it. like a typical Wizards first round pick. Is that what wow. we're saying? Wow. Mediocre. Wow. That, yes. Yes, that would be the word. So it looks <laughs> like this is what I see when I see it. I see it as the NFL is a very strong, very strong franchise, a very strong league because 
they can just talk football for a couple months. You ain't got to see nobody play nothing. NBA has to put something on TV to keep you kind of engaged in NBA. And it's like, it's not. It, that's why the that's NFL is never going anywhere. It doesn't have the same gladiator effect. That's why. It doesn't have the same gladiator effect where you know, like, true. he about to run through somebody. Yeah, that's true. He's yeah, about that's to run true. through somebody. No, this joint about to be vicious. I mean, he just laid it up on him. You know what I mean? Like, like, well, that's, no, that's, no, that's, no, 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 no. Because that, that leads to my next point because I, who, I just found out that flag football is is a world is, is becoming like a world phenomenon at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I mean a lot of that has to do with the whole CTE thing. Yeah, and yeah. young yeah. players right. are trying to trying to be trying to be safe. Well, and you know, is that playing the game now? Yeah, for sure. Is that and then you got the idea that women can play? It's it's an all yeah. age sport, and yeah, so they exactly. got the world championships going on right now. So. You can put that in the Olympics because that's what they're doing. Everybody they're can play. It. Yeah, they're trying to make it an Olympic sport yeah. now. So, but anybody, did anybody watch any game? I've, I've never seen a game. I just watched some highlights on Twitter. Um, I've seen highlights. It looks, it looks interesting. Football? Yeah. yeah. You're not interested? I'm good. I mean, I'm not, you know I'm what? I, if it goes to the Olympic level, like if it go, I would definitely, you know, like. I wonder I, if they I, had to I change the rules that. if it goes to Olympic level, though. Like, I don't know what the rules are oh, now. Obviously. They would have to do something obviously. to the rules. Yeah, they would. They would have to because I mean, I know it, it, it would be it would be almost like and one being in the basketball. Well, no, 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 no like, because they got right now they got teams from all over the world competing, so they, they got a set of rules that everybody can compete like it's not like the usa is just going in cleaning everybody's clock like they, the games are pretty close like okay. i think usa I beat france that. by like three points a couple of days ago like 35 okay. 32 it wasn't like crazy but like I, you know it's like the nba at one point you expected that the usa to win yeah, yeah, yeah. but exactly. eventually the world's going to catch up and then you know becomes like a more of a global phenomenon and it just shows the the stamp that the nfl has on, in the reach they have on on the world at the end of the day, you know, basketball is yeah. a global sport too. Like when he's saying it, it's not, but um, yeah. you know, he said, "What? Play some smooth jazz." <laughs> Shut up, yo. <laughs> are we, yeah, oh, wait. Are we are we taking a break since we're on spaces today? Are we are we taking a break? Or we just yeah, keep we, going? We 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 can't. Do we take breaks on spaces? Keep going. No, I guess not. But when we, we take a break, we but. But our breaks aren't really breaks because when we take them, let's keep going. But but, but hold on, our breaks aren't really breaks. We still talk uh, about stuff. It's behind the scenes. Yeah, but I I say the whole you know we'll be back and then we add a commercial with some. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. We don't have that set up. (laughs) Well, you know what? Don't worry about it. Well, just do it. I mean, this is a live taping, so the 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 people that are just do it. it. Don't worry about it. They get it. All right, so. We, so we don't have to keep time on these on these subjects then. So, John, uh, can you explain to us? Well, it, it, we still got to keep time because the podcast will be 72 hours. No, shut up. Can you explain <laughs> to us, John? Because um, I heard him talking about it today on, on the sports radio, but I don't know exactly what it is. What is pickleball? I feel weird saying it. <laughs> so pickleball Pause is... Ball. Yeah, pickleball what? is like tennis, but you're, it's played with, with a paddle. And it's played with. Um, this is going the wrong direction. <laughs> I mean, well, however y'all see it, uh, it's played with a paddle. It's played with um, bandits. A, a much, a much lighter and bigger ball. Um, it's, it's, 
<laughs> yeah, take it however you want. You can def- deflate your balls like last last oh episode. Oh my gosh. Um, it's and it's played in doubles. It's played. It's played with doubles. Big so. pickle, small ball. Got it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, there's not a whole lot of moving around uh, because they're 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 the the ball doesn't travel all that much because it's so light. Uh, so it depends on you know how much you. Uh, how hard you hit the ball, I guess. But um, yeah, it's become like this huge phenomenon. And actually, the uh, the number one pickleball player is a 15-year-old girl. What do you mean the I number just, one? Ooh! Pickleball Welcome to the R. Kelly episode. It's, 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 a, it's like a nationwide thing. It might be even a worldwide thing. But it's, it's, it's a huge thing right now, man. And the number one player, the number one pickleball player right now is a 15-year-old girl. Look it up. Uh, I'm looking up pickleball as a sport. I'm like, I'm just because it's played on a tennis court, or they make yes. it their own court. It's played on a tennis court, but they re they reformat the the, the court so it's a much smaller space. Yeah. Um, the pickleball court on our tennis court in my neighborhood, what they do is they play um, instead of playing on a normal uh, on a normal tennis court, they play it on one side of the court sideways. Oh, that makes sense because I, I can see I mean, the way the court's laid out. Yeah, I can see that. Right, and Sorry. then the the, um, the net is a lot smaller, and it's a lot. It's, it's the the height is almost the same, um, but it's a much smaller net. Uh, and again, the ball is bigger, but it's a lot lighter. So it's almost the size of a softball. When girls play softball, it's almost the size of a softball, but it's much lighter. So when you hit the ball, it doesn't travel. As, doesn't travel as far. So that's hilarious. But it's a huge, it's it's a it's a big deal right now. Pickleball is a big deal. Uh, Eric Bickle from the Sports Junkies, who lives in Kensington, he was he was he was my neighbor at one point. He's a huge pickleball fan, and he plays pickleball Bickle? all the time. Pickle Bickle. Yeah, his name is Eric Bickle, and he plays pickleball. Um, but people get serious injuries from it, man. I mean, it's you, like tennis. I it's like tennis, so you can get serious injuries from it. But it is a huh. it is a huge thing right now, and. Uh, I believe at one point this week I saw about 16 guys playing pickleball. Like there's there's lines of people trying to play pickleball. You have to wait in line to play pickleball. It's like playing pickup basketball. What? Is yeah, it ESPN Ojo yet? It might be actually. You might be able to see it. I know the cornhole, is cornhole, is on there. cornhole. Cornhole is. Um, the is on ESPN 37. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it might be, man. It's a big deal. I'm trying to find a top-rated pickleball play. Yeah, I heard it's a 15-year-old. A 15-year-old girl is the top pickleball player. Top 10 plays in pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's that. I think I think y'all should. Oh, it least. looks like tennis ping pong. Her name is Anna Lay Waters. Anna Lay Waters. I, yeah. I Bruh, think I might be pulling it, up the name. Honestly, it looks like human beings standing on a ping pong table. And she said she used to think <laughs> that pickleball was a sport for old people. That's a that's a direct yeah. quote. She said that. No, no, the best way to describe this is ping pong. Seriously, it's ping pong, but you're on the table. I like that. He's currently number one in women's sing as in women's singles in the world. I get it. Um, Delray Beach. Yeah, let me send y'all this. There is a professional pickleball association tour. What? Yes. 
Yeah, I can believe it. Women's doubles in Austin, Texas. She earned herself some a lot of like a lot of trophies. Yeah, yeah man. So it's like a it's like a um like a hybrid of tennis. Or ping pong. Or ping it's pong. It's ping pong. It's it's human life size ping pong. And now they wanna they wanna um compare her to Anna Kornikova. I mean the Sorry, way what? that they hit the ball yeah. and everything, it looks like ping pong. That's exactly what it looks like to me. Yeah, that's that's probably the best. Yeah, that's probably. Oh, the best, this is uh, kind of cool. Uh, we uh, know Trey's gonna be there. Now Trey's gonna be. <laughs> not really. That's like you know what Trey's gonna be tomorrow. Not really, Trey. But okay. I don't want to play tennis. Not really, Trey. But the fact that the, the fact that it's like ping pong, it's ping pong tennis. Well, ping pong is like ping, tennis. Ping, but ping tennis. <laughs> It's penis. Penis. <laughs> penis. <laughs> penis Turner. I know it's coming. Penis. Penis Turner. Hey, yo, he said it's penis. Penis. Does have to do with light balls. <laughs> Couple <Wow>. balls. <laughs> Couple <laughs> penis. Couple <laughs> balls. Uh, All right, man. Let's move on to tennis. Actual tennis. Uh, <laughs> not penis. Not penis. Not penis. <laughs> I'm writing that down. Not penis. Tennis. Oh, All right. Nadal. Wait, hold on. Let me write that down. Not penis. <laughs> uh, the emphasis. Not on the penis. Tennis. <laughs> Nadal withdraws from uh, Wimbledon, avoiding. Uh, it says avoiding a Grand Slam, um, and Djokovic yeah. wins Wimbledon. Well, well, okay. Well, hold up. He withdrew because of a uh, uh, re- he withdrew uh, because of an injury. Injury, he had an injury, but he so, could have got a. He could have. He could have. Uh, he could have competed for a grand slam. He could have competed for a grand slam. The, the last grand slam that happened was uh, Steffi Graf, and I think that was like '92. So there hasn't been a grand slam. Uh, for people who don't know what a grand slam is, is when you win all four majors. Something you get at you- Denny's. <laughs> That was the right answer. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, is when you win all four majors: the Australian, the French, Wimbledon, and the U.S. Open, and that hasn't happened in quite some time. Um, it's it's the reason why we still believe that Serena is going to get one, or she's going to win the twenty fourth title, but she can also possibly pull out um, a Grand Slam and do it. So she's never won a Grand Slam. She's never done a Grand Slam. Damn. Really. No. I thought she did. I thought she got had at least she one. No, she got close. She got close a few yeah. times. Like she got close, really close, yeah. like three or four times. And yeah. but it's always one. And it, it, uh, that's to say, like it's not easy to win four majors over the course of a uh, of a uh, a season for tennis because you're yeah. playing all year round. And they're playing other tournaments as well, but like I'm sure travel, yeah, uh, man. yeah, travel, I'm sure travel. Going from the Australian travel. Open to the French is enough. Like that's. Yeah, that that travel alone is, you know, what I'm saying. Yeah. And then you yeah. gotta wait. Like, uh, when was this play was played last last? What that happened last week? Two last two weeks ago. And then mm-hmm. uh, the U.S. Open doesn't happen until August. So it's like you got time in between, and they got all these other tournaments that they're competing in, and to stay in that type of shape all year round, like at the tennis play. Like, I, I don't think we give tennis players enough credit for the amount of work that they have to do in the shape that they have to be in to even compete. On a consistent level, for for to win titles at all, you know. That's that's a very aerobic sport there. 
Very. And you're yeah. moving, you're moving constantly. And the, the matches, like, I mean, we, we joke about Serena's matches being like 60 minutes or less, but the average match is like over an hour and a half. And men play longer yeah. than that. They're playing. And look at, look at core strength to be able to, to make the, you know, run yeah. and then make those plays on the ball. To hit it. Yeah. You got to have some core strength. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I, and Nadal's injury is 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 not like it's like one of those nagging ones that you can't like if you can't move the way you want to move on a tennis court, you can't you can't keep what, up with the what big is dogs. his what did he injure? He injured his uh one second. Uh, it was a leg injury, I thought. Yeah, it was he? like it was like a, a tear. He okay. tore something. Hold up, I had it queued up. Uh, here we go. Um, he tore. Uh, where is it? Yeah. It was an abdominal injury. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. oh, see, that's what I said. It's a core oh, injury. You can't, yeah. it's tennis, yeah. that, that's the thing, man. Yeah. Being able to swing and hit the ball yeah. with some control while you you're gotta, moving, you gotta that's the core torso, thing. Man. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, got to I mean, rotate and hit the ball and, and, and have control over it. And he, he's yeah, thinking man. about, like, when you come off, and when you, when you retire like that from a, uh, a competition early, you're already thinking about getting in shape or getting back to recoup for the next major. So he's probably already moving on to um, U.S. Open at this point. Hey, shout out to my homie Steph who's listening in on Twitter spaces. What up, Steph? Oh, what up, Steph? Welcome. Thanks for checking us out. We, we're done with all sports stuff now. So. <laughs> <laughs> all sports wow. Stuff he just, dude, look, look, and everybody We, did, we didn't talk about tennis? anything in L.A. Steph's from L.A., so she's a huge Dodgers fan. All right. So she definitely right. let me have it when uh, we got rid of Trey Turner and Max Scherzer, and then wow. they won the World Series. All right, let's uh, let's move on to um, music because uh, I think this subject is one that we I don't think we've ever talked about it before, but we we talk around it a lot in our group chat, um, specifically with um, Megan Thee Stallion. So it makes mm-hmm. sense that we're talking about this now. Um, is there enough respect? on female rappers names and i just leave that up in the open anybody can chime in uh well you know what i'll throw it first let's throw it to uh let's throw it to jay hill since he's been on, he's been most absent i don't i mean i don't know what like what is the question asking for is there enough respect like i feel like they they getting as much as they can in the spotlight like i don't know what more you know, like what I don't know what it, it's meant. Well, I say you know what it is from home. It needs to be more specific. But it's, it's hard for me to answer. All right, all right. I'll, I'll make it. I mean, is there enough? Is there enough respect from the general in, in public, ter- from other MCs, in, in terms of the respect that other men, like male rappers, are getting? It's not. We definitely know it's not equal. I mean, Cardi B is mad. She's mad that Rolling Stone made her album 16th or something. So I don't know. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, what more do you want? Like, it's just not. So that's yes. It's not, <laughs> that, that's no, but the landscape is not the same. The landscape is not the same. Like uh, you can't. To me, it's like it's like if you playing five on five, but the other team got an actual full bench, so you actually playing five against fifteen. They can sub. Y'all can't. Y'all. I don't have enough people to sub. And I'm not saying that y'all don't. I'm just saying that there's just not enough. You know, uh-huh. prominent. I guess. Well, let me let me, let me rephrase the question. The, the market isn't flooded enough. That's what I'm saying. Like, all right. So, historically, female rappers have had to. They've only been a couple of female rappers that didn't have to sell 
either themselves as like sexual, yeah, right. as like like sexually dominant personalities, yeah. or I mean, mm-hmm. you got when you you can think of them when it comes to names, Queen Latifah, MC Light, MC Light, Boney Love, Rod Digger, Missy Elliott, Rod Digger, yeah. Missy Elliott. Um, but the majority of uh, oh, Roxanne, <laughs> Lady of Rage, <laughs> Lady of Rage. I don't know, no, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I mean, it's true. Yeah, yeah that she was yeah. not a sex appeal. She wasn't a no. Yeah. I mean, that's what's the next. What's the next question in there, Dennis? So yeah, so it's like, do female rappers need to have sex appeal in order to gain global success? That to me is like uh, an obvious yes. But why? Well, so but, here's wait, the wait, thing. Wait, hold on, hold on. It, it, I'm, I'm asking because when you look at their male counterparts, the males don't have to look like but, anything. But here's the thing, though, bro. It's like you have this weapon at your. Even if you didn't have to, you got this weapon at your disposal. You know how Staples has the easy button. I mean, like you can be almost there. All you gotta do is hit the easy button. Put on, yeah, you know, hold put up. that it, out it, there, and then but, you boom, you out in and, front of everybody. But hold on, in, ter- in terms of male rappers, though. In order for male rappers to be successful, it, ha- it has nothing to do with your look. Right. It has to do with what you're rapping about. If you're rapping about how much money you have, how much bling you have, how many cars you have, how many, how many houses shot. you have, or, or yeah, how many, it's that's 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 the success of uh, of a rapper. Yeah, that's yeah, I mean, a, that's the success of a rapper. You look at a rapper like Common. Common became successful why? Because he crossed over. He mm-hmm. he went into acting. It's not because he decided to, to to show a whole lot of bling, and he talked about women being being his bitches, but you look like you look at Takashi three six nine, incredibly flashy. All he talks about is how much money he has. All he talks about is his success being gained, oh, how much money snitch. he has, or being a snitch, whatever. I mean, um, yeah, think about the uh, Rick Ross, not an attractive guy, the biggest rapper, oh, arguably man. of all time. Well, not all time, but like one of the biggest rappers that came out in our lifetime, Jay Z. Not that much of an attractive dude. Biggie, Biggie Smalls, Smalls huh. not an attractive dude. I big mean, big pun, big pun. Fat Joe, the biggest dude, the biggest one. Like you got all these. I mean, you can go historically down the line, and it's like for every twenty ugly rappers of the dudes, you got one dude. Like Tupac wasn't an ugly dude, but he's like but an anomaly at that thing. point. But that's the same thing about. It's about the focus of, like, like John just said, what you're selling. Like, back in the day, R&B singers didn't have to be, you know, like, attractive at all. You had, like, like two, true. three ugly dudes in the group. Like, you just could hold a heart. Very, no, that's very true. You know what I mean? Very it just, true. It's just the way it was. It was just like, you got one out front, and y'all two, you know what to do. Just learn to step and, and stay on your nose. You ain't never going to get no solos. That's kind of how it is. I mean, that's the difference between rap and and, and actual like bonus, I should say. Because like John said, it's more about the content. So it's about how much edge can I push. The only person that's really been like that symbol is LL Cool J. That's the only one. That's the only one that's really ever been a symbol. Like that that was there. And I mean, and he had. Uh, he had the songs that were songs before, like rappers even thought about making songs like that. So I mean, he's but the, the only other one that started that. The other mm. thing about that is, it's it's not really a rap conversation because in anything that involves promoting something, women can get out 
have the opportunity to get out in front by selling their appearance. That's just, that's always been a thing. That's nothing new where men have a different kind of way. I mean, it, it just, uh, I, and mm. I, I don't want to downplay uh, uh, the plight of, you know, being necessarily uh, discriminated against for the women that are trying to, to earn it on the merit of their, their performance, their bars, whatever. Right. But this is a, some things I think you just have to accept as reality. I mean, it's because it's, it's generally because of the way that men are wired that it's just an idea. women exactly. look in a certain way makes yeah. them yeah, become sure. popular because I mean, and no, because of the way women are wired, I, right? I, never, I know, I know the post you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Even, dude, you you could go to a high school. The pretty girl is going to generally be the most popular. Like that's not. That's just kind of how things are. Whether I'm not here to argue whether it's right or wrong and different. It's just, it's just how it is. But see, here's the thing, though. Like, and I get that point, but you, they're also the lyrical content behind what they're selling is also very pointed. It's not like they out here selling their looks, but talking about like making it, you know, making equality better. Like, you know, it's not racial equality. They're yeah, not, they're not rapping about that. They rapping about. But what because they... they see them checks. I mean, listen, men sell out too. Men talk about the popular topics, maybe not necessarily the things that, uh, uh, you know, they, they don't try to make a conscious difference. John just made the point with common. Everybody out here rapping isn't necessarily trying to trying to. Uh, promote a message a lot of these guys are trying to talk about the stuff that people want to hear now Cardi B was like WAP stands for Washington Associated Press who said that Cardi B Jay-Z said it best too he said I used to rap like Common Sense but I made a million I ain't been rapping like Common Sense yep exactly he put it in his lyric and you see where he at now he owns like a sporting agency like, yep. what common on? Trees. <laughs> nah, common got I mean, Grammys and Oscars. I, I give him that, but he ain't and, got Jay Z money. Tony's. No, he don't need Jay Z money. He, he's a millionaire, though. He he's is, a millionaire. He All right. Um, so, the question, I, I guess we'll, we'll put a button on this. We'll, we'll, I'll end this with this question. What, what would have to change? I can't even ask that question because it's not a real question because nothing's going to change it. It hasn't changed <laughs> right, right, ever. <laughs> It'll never change. Right. Uh, you asking? It. It's like it's like you almost, but you're almost asking like, what would change us? What would change dudes from rapping about just guns and drugs and not being more conscious? Like that's what sells. That is what sells. That's what sells. Right? Yeah, you got to think about who's buying the records yeah. too. They trying to make yeah. a career out of it, so they are doing what yeah. sells, and that's why these women are putting sex out. Yeah. Listen, young kids yeah. in, in any generation, young kids are attracted to drugs, money, and violence. That's just and pretty girls and 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 beautiful girls. women. But the only reason, but, but John, so, I'm a, the only reason I'm gonna say that that's not right and wrong is because it's the popular thing. Young kids are attracted to the popular thing. So that's what I'm saying. Right? That's but, popular. But, yeah. But but, but, but you but, didn't say but, like you just said like they, they just want violence. No, 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 no. Well, I, I think that is true, though. No, no, no. I think that well, is true. Well, violence is exciting. It's exciting. That's what I'm saying. It, and it's something, yeah. that, it's something that they're not privy to at a very young age. It's not until right. they start becoming independent in high school that they're like, oh, yeah. now I have the that, opportunity to watch violent films. 
or listen to violent lyrics. Like I can, yeah, I can, or go I the got opposite it. way. I think I like common more than I like Easy. Oh, okay, cool. Whatever floats your boat. You got yeah, either or. Easy, cool. Either or. It's the it's the <laughs> whole experience that they're going through. It's like I yeah. want to be able to experience this so that I can appreciate it at an older age. They're not saying that, but when you get to an older age, you're like, what the fuck was I thinking back then? What the was I listening to? Right. I mean, even you talk about the rappers who who rapped about you know the gang violence and or violence at all and then you fast forward like 20 like snoop snoop is a prime example of a rapper who started out rapping gangster rapping on stuff and then like listen to him now he'll still throw some gangster stuff in his raps and stuff like that but for the most part he's like uncle snoop now he's like he's not yeah if he's rapping about yeah, it but not, he didn't made it he, he's a I mean, but yeah. that shit was his childhood man yeah that's what i'm saying all right can't, can't get away from that evolution uh, yeah and that's the cool thing you watch the evolution of an artist too because now, now you can't you can't even turn on the tv without seeing snoop and people want snoop on everything because he's funny yeah. like he's a funny dude you know it's like yeah. you would have known that 30 years ago because he's writing about ak-47s and blowing people's brains yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. all right cool hey family i want to let y'all know how to find us online and get the latest updates here's the rundown on both instagram and facebook it's sports and things that's spelled S P O R T Z underscore A N D underscore T H I N G Z sports and things on Twitter. It's at is sports that's spelled I Z S P O R T Z. Be sure to click the like button and the follow button too. And now back to today's episode. All right, well, uh, let's move into our um, our next segment, which is the thing segment of uh, the show. And I'm just going to throw these uh, topics out, and then you guys can answer as your names are called. Uh, let's start with Jay Hill. Jay Hill, top five songs by the weekend. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 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 wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Shoot. Then, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, read, read the whole question. Option. There you go. You got an option. Top five qu- uh, songs by the weekend or top five hip hop producers. Which one are you gonna pick? Okay. See, this is the hard. He's going with the weekend. I'm the weekend. I don't know any hip hop producers, so this is the hard part. Oh, I Lord. only know the weekend. <laughs> Jay Dilla, Jay Dilla, and Jay Dilla. Is that what you were doing while you've been exactly. sick in quarantine, listening exactly. to the weekend? That's all I've been doing, listening to the weekend. Oh my gosh, that's why you're still um, sick. So. Yeah, you're right. He got yeah, COVID right. from from the weekend songs. <laughs> from that, he got COVID from that Super Bowl Yo, performance. Super Bowl, yeah. So I'm gonna have to go in no particular order. Um, Jay Dillon, Dr. Dre, um, Timbaland. As much as he, you know, he 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 straddles that line, but a lot of producers are doing that now. Um, I don't, I don't know if I can, like, I got the premiere in there, but I don't know. Yeah. Like, the, the fifth one is tough, because I like what Pharrell, I like what Pharrell did, like, with, with the Neptune did, and Pharrell does, you know, with groups like the Clips, but then he has so much other stuff that it's like, yeah, you're a hip-hop producer, or are you, like, more of a producer? And that's not just like the other ones I just named, but you know who's going most times end up on their tracks. Hey, real so, quick. 
I know nobody's on right now, but we can't hear Jay Hill on the Twitter feed. Really? Oh, no. Did I mute? No, I can He's hear him muted. on the Twitter feed. I can you hear can? him. I don't I can see his. I don't yeah. see his mic. It's muted. No, right. no he, I can hear him. It's under host. I can hear him. Uh, okay. I just I just don't see the you see how you see the blue waves. Yeah, like it's not he wavy. ain't saying it's not nothing. Wavy. No, when wavy. he says when he says something, nothing. Really comes I don't up. know why. I, I hear him on there. I'm listening okay. to. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm just saying. Okay. He's yeah. muted on mine. I can see the the, the symbol for the. Yeah, yeah I can I can hear everybody. No, it says Mike is on. All right, no, 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 no. You good? It. You good? I can, I'm sitting here listening oh. to it. Okay, my bad. Keep going. So, the number five. I'm a I'm a I'm gonna throw the curveball um, and say uh, somebody like I don't even know, man, Daz Dillinger, because a lot wow. of the shit he did is just fire. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, don't, I don't know why I just like gravitate to him. I that, mean, he's dope. And he he killed. It. Yeah, he he's so that's dope. My, that's yeah. my five. Okay, right. okay. Uh, no, no objections to that five. That's a good. That's a good solid list. Uh, all right, Trey. This is this this is your question or all right? <laughs> no, you have No, I got an or because uh, I ain't <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Trey's top five Daniel Snyder seasons. Boo. Or Trey's top five Daniel Snyder seasons. <laughs> no, no. no. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Five, five, five. Or no, 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 no. top five Apple products or Apple products of all time. Top five. So Dan Snyder has no top five seasons. So we're going to go to the top five Apple products of all time. And spoiler alert, three of them are iPhones. So anyway, um, I'm going with the iPhone, the original iPhone, because that was a game changer. It took the whole what BlackBerry was doing with they didn't call it a smartphone back then, but what BlackBerry was doing and it turned it into a user friendly, like a commercial like device. And it changed the game and put us in the position where we are now where we have like our phones just doing all kind of stuff for us. Um then the iPhone three G simply because um, that was the second iPhone, but that was the one that ad- when they added the App Store and that third parties uh, were uh, yeah. able to put apps on there. Oh, okay. um, and okay. uh, so and it was also my first iPhone. So that was, uh, uh, you know, special for me. The next one is the iPhone 4. That was the first iPhone with a front facing camera. So and brought FaceTime. Wow. So where people use phones as video conferencing, all that type of stuff. And it uh, also was the body style of like the current iPhones with the little round corners, but the square steel yeah. sides like this. Yeah. Like it was yeah. like so they actually had to go back to that design because it was so popular. So the look of it was very popular and to the point where today's phones still kind of have that look. Um, then I'll go with the original iPad because that was a game changer. And uh, some people, little known fact people don't know is that Steve Jobs' real vision was the iPad before the iPhone. It's just that t- the technology allowed him to get the iPhone out first. But his first thing that he really wanted to always do was the iPad. He wanted to get computing in a uh, form factor where the, um, uh, the, the, the device kind of disappeared. And it was just you and the mm. content. And yeah. so the iPad is, was, the, was what visualized that. So 
there's a story that goes around, and I believe it's actually true, where iPads were taken to like um, some, you know, impoverished like third world country with kids that never seen technologies and, and computers before, and they hand the kids the iPads and they intuitively start using them. They don't have to be trained. You cannot give them a MacBook and expect them to know what to do. <laughs> but they hand them an iPad and they figure it out. They just because it was and, and that was like he was very happy about that because that was the goal for the technology to become transparent and you just use the device to do what you need to do. Um, and then I'll say the real Mac quick, Studio shout out, because OK, never mind. Shout out wasn't quick yeah. enough. Um, <laughs> That's and then I'll say the Mac Studio because they finally gave us a workstation. Because for the longest time, all you had was laptops, iMacs, uh, minis, um, and um, oh, I skipped one, but I'll leave that for last. The uh, the minis. Last you, you um, number seventeen. You had, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's seventeen four. products. This is just four. Nah. So and then the uh, and then the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the, the Mac Pro, which is like buying a server, like that's like several thousand dollars. So they gave us a workstation, which is dope. And my final one is the iPod, the original iPod. This is the device that got me into Apple products because it mixed technology and music. And Apple, the iPod led to Apple changing the game for music, the music industry, the iTunes stores, streaming music. Like the iPod was a groundbreaking invention. Very true. Yeah. So, yeah. well, if you guys don't know who Trey works for, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you he works for Apple. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he just sold the shit out of Apple products. But, uh, <laughs> he he I wish they would pay me. Right. They should pay me. You know what? It reminds He's gonna me, move to Cupertino. Right. It reminds me of a story that we joke about with John um, all the time because I forgot what year it was, but John, remember when you lost your phone in a taxi in New York, and we teased you for like yep. about two. Because you had the iPhone, you had a trio, but we called it the tri trio mini because your phone was like a. Uh, it was no, like a what happened was I left my trio in the cab uh, and it was low on battery. So the next morning, somebody actually called my friend who I was staying with from that phone, but the phone died. So I never got the phone back. Right. And oh, wow. I, had, I had to get a I had to get a, uh, a pay as you go phone until I could get it replaced. And we called so it a mini trio. It was the mini trio, but it was the one where you had to like push the buttons to to yeah. spell out a word and stuff. So and literally, literally went the from T9. Like, literally yeah. went from a QWERTY keyboard to like a. Wow! <laughs> but he also he wore it on his hip wow. too. So we have I remember we had rehearsal up at uh, at Howard University, and he had it on his hip. He's like, "What's that? A trio mini?" He's like, "Mini trio?" Yeah. He's like, "I lost my phone." And then two weeks later, well, it wasn't even two weeks later. It was like a week later or something like that. He came into the rehearsal with a brand new iPhone. Yeah, like, one of my students felt bad for me, so his mom bought me an iPhone. <laughs> yeah, wow. and he walked into the rehearsal with this shiny new device, like a lightsaber. Like, yeah, that was those were the uh, <laughs> benefits of uh, working at a private school. And, hey man, yeah. how'd you get that iPhone? Did you have to pull a Zach Wilson to do that? <laughs> no, actually, uh, I did not. I did not. <laughs> I did not. I mean, there were definitely uh, shaking for the phone. There's some nice moms there though, but no, nah, this, this 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 mom was uh, she, she her son was so into drum lessons and uh, what do they call it her, now? Her. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but her wow. son, her her son, basically like uh, he he was just he wanted to really really be a really good drummer, and so he took lessons from me, and he ended up moving up to first chair as a result. And his you know his his oh, mom was just good. so proud. They're so proud of him that, you know, she was she like... She bought John a phone. Yeah, literally. Yeah. No, that's what happened. <laughs> she bought boy John Literally. She was like, we, we need to get you We need to get you uh, a, a good working phone. And so, like, <laughs> he, he walked into his lesson. He was like, here, this is a gift from my family to you. And it was an iPhone. It was an iPhone 4. I was like, yo, are you serious? They've been tracking John ever since. They got trackers on John everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> they, are friends, they are friends of the family. They're coming to see us in uh, in Denver when we're in Denver. John John turned the phone on. It was like, hello, Mo. Whatever says hello. And then he, he said, hello, John O. He got a phone call. It was like, after you finish teaching him how to beat. Come beat this! <laughs> Whoa! What? That's the, that's the, no, the phone. The phone said. The phone said. Uh, what are you doing, John? Right. Uh, Logan, they say. What are you doing, John? <laughs> Just call me Deshaun Watson. Oh, here we go. Not one show. We had a clean show without Deshaun Watson. First, it was we couldn't get away from Snyder. Now we can't get away from Watson. That's because Trey Ely's on it, the podcast. It, it was it was Haskins for a while, but I, I'm not gonna mess with him now. Oh, oh no, we can't do that. Not no, more. I'm done. I'm Let's done doing more. that. All right. So for me, and this is, it kind of grinds my gears to even say it out my <laughs> mouth. But all right, my top five: Malcolm Jamal Warner baselines. <laughs> <laughs> or my top five drummers now. Oh, look who just joined Twitter Spaces, Malcolm Jamal Warner. Oh, <laughs> oh hey, Theo. Oh, don't do that. Don't call him that. This would have been a blow up. Yeah, don't call him Theo. <laughs> I can't believe you called me Theo. <laughs> oh, wow. I would like to talk to you. <laughs> All right, let's, let's do top five drummers. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm spitball on top of my head. First is going to be Dennis Chambers, of course. Yeah. Dennis is going to be uh, number one. Uh, I'm gonna say Billy Cobham, John Lane. Man, let nah, me, is this my nah. list? Is my list right? Did I go into <laughs> right. your Apple Job right. products? Right. <laughs> seventeen <laughs> products. Did your seventeen products you had right. sell? <laughs> your home shopping network ass. Say the watch. All of that. He didn't even say the watch. <laughs> 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 he didn't say the watch. He said Apple TV or nothing. Everything was like exactly. Apple before. <laughs> He's like, I've I right. before he said, because the products I named <laughs> made those ha- be able to happen, bro. But continue. Five of his products. Out of five products, six of them was the phone. Apple 3, Apple 4, Apple 6, Apple 12. Apple, Apple, Apple. Apple, Apple, Apple. Yo, he just held up the apple sound like the rock. He's like, Apple. <laughs> hey, yo, wait a minute. How we getting on Trey and Jay Hill is on the podcast? <laughs> Trey is never safe. <laughs> That's the title. He's never safe. Fuck you, Jay Hill. He's not safe. <laughs> 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 
Sorry, so I picked two drummers. Uh, it's James because we can't hear Jay Hill. Come, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man, I'm crying. Oh, man. What you say? Don't talk about Trey like that. I'm going to say, pick up my two words. All right, all right. So, Jay uh, Cobham, uh, William Kennedy. Ooh, wow. I love William Kennedy, man. He's, 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 he's dope. Uh, all right, and my last two. You know what? Mousy. I like Mousy. Oh, my God. Like, Mousy's my homie, <laughs> but he's not one of my favorite drummers. <laughs> he smiles a lot, though. I like him for that. I'm, I'm going to pick local cats because, you know what? For me, as being a bass player, it's, it's about the relationship that you have with cats, and that will, that's what makes the, that relationship, where that marriage happen. So I will pick John, and I'll pick Biscuit. Oh, see, I told oh, you. Thanks. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> told you. And then there's that. It makes sense, though. Like, you know, that's relationship. That's actually very really true. As a flautist, you wouldn't know that, huh? Wow. You pick Apple phones. That's what you married to. Wow. Apple phone before. Yo. I'll right. pick the alto flute, the bass flute, the baritone flute. <laughs> the baritone flute. The bass clarinet. <laughs> <laughs> the piccolo. The piccolo. Can you play piccolo? Yeah, I'm sure you can play piccolo. Yeah. Did you play yeah. piccolo? Do you have one? Mm-hmm. Man, the piccolo I, I is hard, dog. Piccolo is very difficult to play. Currently. You don't have one? Not now, no. What you doing? I used to play it. I used you sold to play it for iPhone? In, in high school. He sold it for That's iPhone. <laughs> that shit is hard to play. No, I, I never, I've never owned one. I, I used to play the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the actual band? band's joint. Yeah. You, you uh, marched with Piccolo? Yes. M- m- most people do. That shit is difficult yeah, to play. Yeah, you can hear it. You can hear it from anywhere. Yeah. I mean, Piccolo is difficult, man. That joint, you can hear that Piccolo through anything. I have a lot yeah. of questions, but I'll save them for off the air. Oh, no. They're, oh, they're oh, R. Kelly no. influenced. Oh no, 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 no. Alright, let's 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 do John's list and let's move on to the artists no, and the others no, no, of the week. No, no, no. Okay. John John okay, Remember John's, we're on social media now, we can get cancelled. <laughs> John's is the top five movies from when he lived during the Civil War. Wait, this is fucked up because he wrote that about himself. I need to be like I need to be like Denzel Washington and have the tear rolling down my face. Oh my god! Oh, from Glory. From Glory. All right, so it's top five movies from the Civil War. Uh, top five 80s movies. Cup the balls. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to start with Casablanca. Nah, I'm just playing. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Wow. Um, nah, top, top five. <laughs> top five. Nobody 80s. can hear you, Jay Hill. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> My top five 80s movies, and, and you know, I'm not going to go in any particular order, but um, Predator, uh, Aliens, the second one, Aliens, um, Back to the Future. Was that 80s? Yeah, it was 82, I think. Alien, Alien was 79, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to say uh, Return of the Jedi. And oh man, this is gonna be difficult. 
Uh, I'm gonna say coming to America. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's solid. That's a that's a solid. All right, <laughs> let's move on to our artist of the week. Uh, let's go Trey Ely first. Um, my artist of the week is uh, Ornette Coleman, uh, jazz saxophonist. It's actually so. It's going down a path of something that I haven't done a lot of listening to, the more free jazz. Um, Ornette Coleman, what's what's interesting is in 1959, uh, Miles Davis put out Kind of Blue, and Kind of Blue kind of just follows a very, um, uh, a very, Kind of Blue is very, like, standardish, very what what we kind of know as jazz. Yeah, it's very, very standard, you know, kind of straightforward. By the way, Kind of Blue should be owned by every and any musician in the entire world, regardless sure. of what genre sure. you're in. Sure. Yes, yes. But well, The Shape of Jazz to Come came out the same year, and it was not anything like that. Oh, God, it was, yeah. It was just open. Um, <laughs> yeah, blue. and so, yeah. And, and so I, I'll admit it's not my normal listening, but... um. I was on uh, Twitter because uh, that's where we be at, and um, Chris Green, jazz saxophone player, was talking about liner notes, and that's something us musicians like to kind of complain about regularly is that people don't have liner notes in their face yeah. anymore. And he was talking about um, the fact that you know he was talking about the the fact that um, when you when you listen to jazz, right? Um, it's like a journey because when you listen to a jazz record, you'll listen, and then the, the cats that played on that record, there's a whole like story that lives behind it, and each cat has been traveled his own journey through jazz and played in different places. And as you go through the personnel, you kind of follow your own little journey through. Okay, now that I've checked out um, Ornette Coleman, I might check out John. T- John I mean Don Cherry, his trumpet player. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you start checking out the different players in the band and who they played with, and and it, and it like, you know, you could connect the dots between all this different music. Just you just like follow out. yourself through that. Yeah, and without the liner notes in front of you. Like that doesn't happen the same as when you was holding the record in your hand and it was right in your face. Yeah. And I even had to admit that sometimes I'll put on some stuff and listen to it and and won't know all the personnel because, I mean, if I don't make a concerted effort to look at it, I'm like doing something else, doing some administrative paperwork, whatever I'm doing, and I'm uh, listening to music. I might have missed that, where if I had taken the record or the CD or whatever and put it on, I would have been holding it and looking at Mm -hmm. these names. And then that would have been like, oh, such and such, you know, Ron Carter or something on bass or whoever. And I would have been like, okay, let me check out some more stuff Mm -hmm. that he's on or whatever. That's not even happening. And I think it's even happening amongst musicians. Like, we're not even doing it. It's subconscious, but we're not not even doing it as much. Because it's not in your face. It's not not in your face. That's yeah. actually the secret to Jay Dilla's um, sampling. A lot of people wondered why he was able to find such obscure records that are even hard to find on YouTube these days. And it's because he would find a record, like, for example, when he, when he, uh, when he produced The Light for Common, he sampled Bobby Caldwell. And the way that he would find other records 
was based off of rec based off of reading liner notes from Bobby Caldwell. So he would look at and see who the <laughs> musicians were on Bobby Caldwell's record, and then he right. would go and research and buy buy records from from those musicians. Like Jeff Porcaro was a drummer on that on that song. So he would right. go and look So for he a, knew he liked that feel so he could find right. it on so another would, record. And right. Every time he looked at a record and saw Jeff Porcaro's name, he would pick up that record or whatever and record label smart. Bobby Caldwell yeah. was on. That's uh, the, right. that, that's that's the lineage so, of how hey. he sampled. So John, what's crazy is there was a dude in the replies to that tweet that said it's great for sampling too. Yeah. Like he, when we were yeah. talking about the he yeah, was yeah, saying yeah, yeah. it's great for sampling too. You just crawl through, you know, you find something you like, you, you just crawl go through down the, the rabbit hole. You just and, go down and you the start hole. looking at session cats, right? In jazz, R and B, whatever, pop, whatever, you would get a lot of the same session cats playing together because they would be like house musicians for that label or whatever. Right. So right. you would find the same band playing behind a lot of different right. artists, so you could like follow that around. Exactly. Yeah. There's always a lineage. There's always a lineage to to how he sampled it. There's, yeah. And there's always a lineage to how you are able to find other records. You know what I mean? Like so. Well, who was it? Who was uh, Ornette's bass bass player? Was it Charlie Hayden? Charlie Hayden, yeah, yeah, yeah it was Charlie, Charlie Hayden. Hayden on there. And, and Charlie Hayden has a couple of solo records out that are dope, but not, oh, not you a could lot just of people know the stuff he played on. Yeah, right. And and so it inspired me to get to be intentional about when I listen to jazz or any for for, for serious any instrumental music where there's actual cats on it and not you know something sequenced or something else like that but something where there's actually people playing to look the people up to do the wikipedia work <laughs> i guess it is nowadays mm -hmm. and find yeah. out who it is and and continue to explore yeah you um, also because check out uh, allmusic.com yeah, yeah, all music, all music is the official source. Yeah. Wikipedia is probably the fast source. I yeah. mean, because if you Google an album, Wikipedia is gonna come up first. By the um, way, shout out to Zoe. He's got uh, some merch, and one of one of the merches. Read the liner notes. Merch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got a T-shirt that says "I read the liner notes." Yeah. So, um, in the absence of liner notes, you have allmusic.com. You have Wikipedia. You can still get your information. Um, and you should do that. The thing I, that I like about Wikipedia is that it will have biographical information and you can look at what they were kind of get an idea of what they were doing in their life during the time that that mm -hmm. album was recorded. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. That's a huge to impact. See kinda, yeah. And if you do, if you are intentional about this, it's a lot faster because you don't have to get in the car and go to the record store. You literally can just hop to the next record. You yeah. can just Google search. Boom. You, you just stream right it. You're on the streaming services. You're on it yeah. instantly. So uh, you can go crazy. Uh, um, okay. I'm glad my artist of the week was exciting because my other of the week is going to be boring. I, I don't really have anything <laughs> new. Um, well, your artist was exciting to you, nigga. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But, don't speak ill of the dead. But uh, anyway. Um, uh, nah, I, I, I thought you were talking about iPhone for a second when you were talking about that. <laughs> no, nah, Ornette Coleman is dope, man. I wasn't nah, really into free jazz, but Ornette Coleman was definitely a, a legend and an icon. All right, let's go. Uh, John, you can go. Um, I don't, haven't really been listening to a whole lot of people, so um, I'm going to say that my artist of the week is actually Billy Cobham, uh, which is one of your favorite drummers. There you go. Uh, Billy Cobham uh, was probably, I would say, 
he was the one that pioneered the playing too much drummer talk <laughs> he was the drummer that definitely did everything and had yeah he even had the kitchen sink um on stage with the Maya Vishnu Orchestra and George Duke and John McLaughlin among others uh he was the one that inspired Dennis Chambers to play like he played and um Look him up on YouTube, especially some of the videos of him playing in the 70s. Uh, he was, uh, I think he was the left-handed drummer that played a right-handed drum kit. Um, but his, and he's got a couple of solo records that were uh, sampled by a lot of hip-hop artists. Um, so you'd be surprised to hear some of the songs that he wrote that were sampled by a lot of other, other people. He's also a good artist to follow through the liner notes, like we were just the conversation we just had. Sure. Yeah, um, he he's, um, he's definitely a guy that's just well traveled and comes from the tree. So he, he uh, about twenty years ago he decided that he had had enough of America, and he actually moved to I think it was Sweden, Sweden or Switzerland, I can't remember. Um, and um, he's been living there ever since. And a lot of people have been wanting him to move back. But he said that he was done with the United States. So, yeah, can't really right. blame him. Especially so. you talking about Sweden or even Switzerland. Both of the places are very yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Everything beautiful in Sweden. The dog looked beautiful. <laughs> dog beautiful. <laughs> 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 like, <Dang. laughs> Trey looking at me because he ain't never been like. Apple yeah. phones are beautiful in Sweden, Trey. Actually, yeah. Oh, go, go to Sweden. You might not come back. Yeah, you you go to the you go to the airport one time. That's changed your life, bro. Like it's it's. it's I am Inga from Sweden. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna go and then I'm gonna let uh, Jay Hill go because mine's gonna be quick. My artist of the week is Flying Lotus, um, dope oh. producer. Just go check out. Go check out the art. Go play a playlist on Spotify or on Apple Music. You see what I'm talking about. Uh, go ahead, Jay. My artist of the week is the incomparable Curtis Mayfield. Who? Um, I mean, he 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 has such a you mean Kev Brown? Tone. <laughs> uh, I mean, he looks like Kev Brown. But yeah, you know, what I'm saying? yeah, I know. What you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's so <laughs> You mean Snuffleupagus? <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah, just oh. check him out. Curtis Mayfield, if you're not familiar, you Yo, yeah. If you're not familiar, check out Curtis Mayfield and then check out the um, impressions, too. They got inducted into the Hall of Fame a couple oh, years yes. ago. Rocking my Hall yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yo, some of my favorite gigs ever were, were playing behind the three remain or the, the two remaining members of the impressions um, and working with those guys because those you don't really understand how professional they had to be back in those days but like they get in and they get out like it's it's yeah. only person i've ever seen like that at at our generation has been Kanye Dawes. like the, with the with the in, with the idea of like getting in doing this show getting out getting paid like she's she's a professional's professional and working with the impressions the, the few times that i did uh, i was fortunate to they them guys are incredible they had some incredible stories about Curtis too so shout out to Curtis Mayfield all right, let's do others of the week. Movies, documentaries, books, or podcasts, or whatever. Uh, Jay, go ahead, since you're already up. Um, I just finished Ben's Watch uh, on, I believe it's Amazon Prime, um, The Terminal List. 
It is dope. Is Just watch it. Yes. Okay. It is dope. Yes. That's on my. That's on my. Um. The dog even likes it. The dog likes it. <laughs> Dog was sweet. He said, "I binge watched." Dog was like, "We was down here together, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> well, he said it through Jay Hill's mic, so it's more like. Light <laughs> 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 skin against light skin. Uh oh, it's like Highlander now. It's gonna be to the death. <laughs> All right, Trey, since you're talking, go ahead. Um, my, I, I told you I don't really have nothing. So my other the week is liner notes. Read them. <laughs> and if you don't have liner notes, go to allmusic.com or wikipedia.com. Wow, that was anticlimactic. All right. John? Um, I'm going to go with Won't You Be My Neighbor, which is the documentary about Fred Rogers, a.k.a. Mr. Rogers, which is on Netflix. And um, it's an incredible documentary about the... Uh, the lifespan of Fred Rogers and they debunk all the myths about him being in the military and he having uh, tattoos so he had to wear long sleeve shirts and all that stuff which is you know all all false but um, uh, it's an incredible documentary uh, yeah, yeah I need to check that out yeah it's very very good uh, it's, it, it'll make you smile yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not a sad so documentary listen. like the Bob Ross doc- documentary so yeah, that's my uh, other of the week. Won't you be my neighbor? It's crazy. Like we lost you, like, you on Twitter, John. What? Yeah, I don't know if you're muted. We lost you on the Twitter feed. Oh, oh. my. Um, I think I think I'm back now. My my yeah. other of the week is uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor on Netflix. Nice. I, I need to put that on to, my watch list. They try to make um, they try to make him out to be like this rebel. <laughs> He was yeah. just a nice dude. He was just yeah. They can actually be nice man. people. Yeah, it's cool. Like you ain't gotta be behind the scenes. He wasn't like, talking about what I want to talk about, so he has to be That's basically what it is. That's what it is. All right. And my other of the week is a documentary that just came out on Netflix called How to Change Your Mind. Um, a scientist by the name of Michael Pollan, uh, he he debunks the myth. And the the stereotype behind uh, psychedelic drugs, LSD, mushrooms, and it's it's a really powerful documentary. When you watch the first episode, it's crazy because they start with LSD, and LSD because was Dennis watched it high. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. <laughs> you, they, they they debunked the the, uh, the story because they said, you know, LSD was a bad drug, but. It was only considered a bad drug when they couldn't monetize it or, or, or weaponize it. Period. Like marijuana. Yeah, it was like, it was, it was, it was considered a miracle drug until like 1965. Yeah. And it was like, what happened? They couldn't monetize it and they couldn't weaponize it. We couldn't get money off of it. Yeah. So it was like, oh well, we can't, we can't have people just out here being happy. Like what? Happy? And then they found cocaine. Lord have mercy. They got a lot of money off of that. Well. Also, they do make a point that any psychedelic drug that was taken or that's ever been taken is not addictive. None of them are addictive at all, and you mm. can't overdose on them. Right. Nobody's ever died from an overdose from a, a psychedelic drug. Wow. So check it out. It's called How to Change Your Mind. Um, they, and they talked to some of the guys, some of the scientists that actually found the drug, like they actually found the drug, like the dude who found LSD, he said he was messing with a plant. Um, that they wanted him to kind of like break down. It got into his, it got into his fingertips, and then he walked home and was fucked up. 
And he what? was like, what would happen if I actually so, take this? And he took it. So uh, speaking of psychedelic drugs, we'll say we'll loop that back into Apple. You know, Steve Jobs was big into doing LSD when well, he was he's, younger. He's mentioned, he... he's mentioned in it. And the crazy thing is, they talk about um, Silicon Valley. All of those guys were into psychedelics. Yeah, yeah, the Beatles were in the LSD. Yeah, they talk about they talk about all the people who were in it and all the innovators were doing. Well, those there's things. some there's some thought that it 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 helps you access parts of your brain that right. you otherwise wouldn't. Stanley and, and enhances creativity. Yeah, man, listen, just listen, just watch the first episode and then come back and talk to me. Don't do no drugs though. Just watch it and just talk to me. Yeah, watch it on LSD. I didn't watch the I didn't watch the uh, episode, but I did do a trip on acid, and I got all kind of new ideas for the podcast. He's like, <laughs> I saw this flute. It was blue. <laughs> I was like, hello. I saw this flute. It had an Applewood device attached to the end of it. It had Siri on it. Like, play, you can play the Siri. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. Uh, I've already basically. made six albums. Uh, basically. All right. So that's uh, those are our picks for the week, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for tuning in on Twitter's. What is it called? Spaces as well. Spaces. We're have to do yeah. this again, and then you know get more people on it. Promote it. Listen to us being well, assholes. We don't, we don't yeah, promote so it. This, so the dope thing about Spaces is that they're recorded, so we can continue to push this episode and oh, whatever. So oh, we can oh yeah, keep... I see the record thing going on. What is it? Yeah. Go? So it. It just lives it, on Twitter. It stays on Twitter, so you can like retweet it. It's like a tweet. Whoa. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, you can you so can keep we can't it alive. Edit all the shit that we said. <laughs> no, right. it's out that, there. We said it's too bad. We'll, we'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. All right. It's like so, the FBI. Four hours. Yeah, this is the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> the people who listen to it. FBI, open up. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that was Jay trying to talk for a second. I was like, what? <laughs> on behalf of my, my co-stars on the show, we want to thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, shout outs to Unhinged Sports Network, Belly Up Sports Network, and Eaton Radio for playing us. Also, anywhere you can check out podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, all of them. Shout out to all of them for playing us. Um, we do appreciate you guys for carrying us and listening to us and until next week uh be safe there's a new strand of covid out there people it was a ba5 or something BA5. like that ba5 that's what kept Jay in his basement for two weeks Bingo. <laughs> stay away from it if you can yeah, where my, my sister and my niece got covid they went out to disneyland and came back and oh listen my sister-in-law and her family got it they went to the beach see you know it, it's, it's living out here people so make sure that you stay masked up if you can um, not saying don't go out and enjoy yourselves, but be cautious about where you are and drink self in, in the groups that you're keeping and the people that you don't know, even some of the people you do know. Like, it's, it's just cool to be masked up. Um, and on that note, we want to send you guys out. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. <laughs> All right, we're signing off for the Twitter spaces. Uh, 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 yeah. We got the vibe on deck.
bro Four dope brothers talking sports, so let's go If you could just imagine some dudes into music Get together to talk trash about whose team is losing So here we go, Deke Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history So now what, they got they mics and gizmos Podcast rapper for DC, what it is, mo Yeah, we talking sports and things From rookies who bored the vets who about to get more rings Plus more things, like a jam session or something Then we beefing cause our favorite team, John like slumming John like pumping over podcasts and steady every O. You want more than that whole hum, so here we go. Yeah, we go from bars to beats to podcast or Astro Turf with balls and cleats like that, y'all. Talking sports and things. Talking sports and things. Priest the Nomad. Talking sports and things. We're talking sports and things. D Turner, John Lane. Talking sports and things. Baby, we're talking sports and things. Trey Illy, Jake Hill. Talking sports and things. Talking sports and things. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 